Well, I guess that's a perfect transition into our next topic, uh, coaching struggles and team management. It's it's no surprise that they that blowing a 21 nothing lead falls on coaching. It's got to, you know. Your players can't be playing that good for a short amount of time and then just playing terrible later on. Yeah. It was crazy cuz looking at like the Baltimore game and the Colts game, they basically just had one good quarter over two games cuz they scored the two touchdowns in the Colts game in the first quarter and then there was one at like maybe the first or second play of the second quarter. So if you were to mix things up, put them together, they effectively play one good quarter over two games. Yeah, I remember back in the day everyone talking about how terrible the Bengals were in the third quarter coming out of halftime, you know. Everyone saying it was Marvin Lewis's fault, but I you know, that that seems to have carried over. Yeah, I don't I don't know how the hell that keeps you got you think get rid of Marvin you think that would have solved a lot of the problems, but they still suffer from a lot of the same issues from the Marvin Lewis era. And some of it has nothing to do with like stuff the head coach does. They still have times uh, where they – this is something I, I hate. I hate it when they, they get a first down and they take forever to call a play and they break huddle with like 10 seconds left and they get to the line. They have to, call, they have to burn a timeout because they weren't ready with a play. That, that happened a lot during the Marvin Lewis era, and I expected that to go away, but that still carried over. Yeah, I think, you know, I don't I don't know why that happened so much under Marvin, but I think with a, you know, a fresh head coach, that's going to happen. Sure, but to me, that, and especially since he's the play caller, I, I get it, but to me, that seems like very fixable. Yeah, I wish, you know, I, I wish we got someone a little more experienced for that head coach position. Um, it seems like Zach Taylor would would work for as an offensive coordinator but so far as a head coach i think he's he's struggled a lot i wouldn't um, i wouldn't even say offensive coordinator i think or just quarterbacks coach like i don't think he's they've shown so much creativity i mean like at the end of the day since he's supposed to be this offensive mastermind coming over from the rams which i think we were either bait and switched or swindled on that the offense was going to be more dynamic and it really hasn't you see he yeah. seems to connect really well with burrow i'll give him that like burrow's for a rookie playing pretty well and andy dalton last year had some good games where he threw for 400 yards so i think he can communicate with quarterbacks being a former quarterback but other than that i don't think he's done that well as a head coach yeah well i think a lot of that has to do with the personnel um historically the bengals have underspent on you know getting free agents and stuff like that and with an offensive line that really struggles in the past game, it's hard to open up the playbook. Yeah, that's true. If you're not every coach has plays for third and fifteen. Yeah, so I think um, when some of our line problems are addressed, we we'll start to see more of the deep balls happen. But on top of that, Joe Burrow needs to get more consistent on those deep throws. Yeah, this is just all up to the coaching. The the, the coaching just needs to be elevated to get there. Yeah, I think the coordinators aren't that good either. I think. I think they all like we talked. I think we said this before. They all came out of Miami because that's where you think he spent most of his time as the quarterback coach for Ryan Tannehill. So um, I know uh, I know that Lou Amarillo. Amar- I keep I keep wanting to say like Amarillo, which is like isn't that an Anarumo? Yeah, yeah well, it is. I keep wanting to say that, but that's not what that is. Um, no. I think he came out of um, Miami as well. You mentioned the offensive line coach Jim Turner coming out of, um, coming out of Miami. So they got a couple coaches who made their way through there. Yeah, I, I, I gotta say Lou Anna, Anna Rumo is probably one of the worst defensive coordinators we've had in in a long time. I don't know. Terrell Austin in twenty eighteen was really bad. Yeah, 
I don't know. From everything I've seen, we just we just can't we can't do anything well on the defense. Yeah, I, th- I yeah I don't know what the the play calling decisions were, like what was going through their head in both of those last two games. Uh, to just you know they didn't really blitz all day, and then last drive of the game got to blitz them a whole bunch. It's like, okay, well it's not gonna work. You didn't you didn't set that up, you know. There's that's a set up payoff like we talked about earlier in that Arizona game. They set it up by doing the disguise blitz, send certain guys, drop back certain guys, flip it in key situations. They ended up getting uh, one of them was a sack and one of them was a turnover and help them win the game. But there was no setup. They just okay, fuck it, just blitz at the end. And you're with with, with blitzes like that, you really have to try to get some kind of rhythm going. And there seems to be like no rhythm, and it's like. We missed the days of Vontez perfect. Yeah, I mean, we just – the personality on the defense is, is is atrocious right now. I mean, you got guys that are more fired up to fight with the coaches than to, to play in the game. You know, that's that's a <laughs> yeah. problem. That's a huge problem. Um, and that's that's something to address. I, you know, outside of Carson Palmer and 10 years ago, has there really ever been this much dissatisfaction between – coaches and players as there have I don't know I mean going back to before Marvin probably if there ever was yeah I mean I remember the worst things of Marvin's era being like you know the Carson situation but that you know it wasn't between Carson and the coaches yeah that was more so Carson and Mike Brown yeah I mean he was frustrated with not getting anybody to play with and you know um but then, and then maybe you know Chad had problems with getting touches later on in his career, but that's it wasn't serious. Yeah, but I, he I always com- he he was getting like a hundred catches and still complaining about touches. So he's a, he's <laughs> yeah. a something else. Yep. I mean, I can I think there was some stuff with Corey Dillon back in the day, uh, before Marvin took over about some some complaints. I, I think those were again more directed towards Mike Brown, but. I can't. I can't think of. I mean, if we're gonna recap a lot of the just weird things that they've done in the past two years, uh, there was the whole Cordy Glenn thing. He had a concussion. And they was going back and forth. He, he got benched or fined or suspended. I'm forgetting which one it was. A game for um, conduct detrimental to the team or whatever that means. Mm-hmm. Uh, they benched Dalton on his birthday. Which I, that Zach Taylor lost me on that, so he's been fighting an uphill battle with me ever since then. Yeah, it just seems like they don't, they like they don't do things the right way, you know. You know, it feels like it feels like when you have like when you're in school, you have like a young teacher come in, and they try to discipline you in like a new and creative way, and it just feels weird. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of what it feels like, because he's a young guy. You don't really know how to handle, you know, an NFL team. So it's like, if it feels like they're just handling situations the wrong way. Yeah, and I get, like, I know I saw a lot of people saying, like, they're happy that Zach Taylor's coming in here and not caring about people's, like, you know, seniority. He'll just bench people if if they're not playing well. Um, but but. I don't necessarily think that's the right approach because if somebody's, you know, not performing as well in a game, but if you look at the rest of the team on that side and they're all not playing well, then yeah, what does it matter? 
and yeah it's not maybe it's not the best idea to single out you know this the people that have consistently performed on our team for years yeah it would be one thing if say like you know they had an aging veteran and they weren't performing well and then there was a up young upshot rookie who was coming in and was playing really well in their place and you could argue you know give the rookie a shot but that just that's not the case in any of these situations yep <laughs> especially with the the dalton situation yeah, that was Ryan finley played like garbage it's like the defensive lineman they've had uh beside uh lawson have not played well like the defensive ends like khalid kareem and um I forget the other guy's name. Amani Bledsoe. He's yeah, Amani Bledsoe. Horrible. Yeah, they're not playing well, so it's like you can't make that argument that they're you know they're he's the veterans are being outperformed by the youngsters. It's just that's just not true. Yeah, and I, I think because of the scheme that they've they, they've implemented on the defense, uh, we're moving guys around a lot on the defensive line, mm-hmm. um, and it just seems like that's you know historically with our guys that's not what we've done. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, we don't we don't throw a lot of yeah, I think it's a bad idea to throw defensive tackles back into coverage, you know. Well yeah, that's kind of the thing on scheme. We we talked about this between us, but in in, in like certain situations I could see that being like acceptable. Like if you if you were know it's like you know they're gonna pass and you know they're gonna throw a short underneath route and you do like a fake, you know, blitz yeah, you might get away with getting a you know interception from a lineman, but that doesn't happen too often to really justify doing that a whole lot, you know. And yeah, made, and you made the comment how a lot of these guys outside of Lawson aren't as mobile. Um, so seeing like, what was it you saying, Xavier Williams in pass coverage, like that don't make any sense. Yeah, I think the big problem here is you gotta you know you, you gotta have the right personnel for the the scheme you want to run. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have the right personnel, you need to adjust your scheme. And I exactly. think the coaches just haven't done that. They're trying to fit these players into the scheme they want to run. Um, and it's just it's not working out so far. You can't fit a square peg through a round hole. I mean, you, you can, but... <laughs> if you push really hard. <laughs> okay, how about you can't fit a circle a circle pin into a triangle hole? That's a little better. Yeah. Yeah, I think they just haven't used our, our, you know, the personnel we have correctly. Yeah, and I like I like the idea of I'll just on the defensive end specifically throwing those guys in like flat zone coverage every once in a while just to, just to mix things up. That circles back to the scheme uh, in disguise. Uh, if you're doing a disguise blitz and you're not expecting, you know, the guys on the right to take the blitz and the guys on the left drop back in the coverage deck and create some mismatches and some confusion. Boom. Pause the play for your defense. But yeah, they don't I do just, that. yeah, I just don't think that works very well with somebody the size of like Carlos Dunlap. It doesn't, it doesn't work. Like you said, for our players. Yeah. There's a lot of rumors coming out about how Zach Taylor has lost the, uh, the locker room and this and that, but yeah. there's a lot of players still defending him. Yeah. There's there's points and counterpoints to to that argument. It sounds like to me the biggest problem is coming from that defensive side because it's not just Lou that people were complaining about. Um, Dunlap was arguing with the the, the D line coach uh, Nick Eason. Mm-hmm. 
Well, so I mean, I think, you can't you can't say someone like you know Tyler Boyd's not going to complain. He's having a great year and he's getting touches and he's scoring, so he's not you know he's doing his part. So he's he doesn't have as much room to complain compared to you know those veterans who aren't seeing as much playing time as the defense is struggling. Well, I mean, you see like Giovanni Bernard too. He he didn't really get a whole lot of touches until you know now. Yeah. Um, he's a veteran. He wasn't getting a lot of touches, but he hasn't complained at all. But he's he's also seen his role diminish pretty much every year since his rookie year. He got subverted by um, Jeremy Hill and got regulated as like a third down pass catching situation back, and then little by little, he's I feel like he's done less and less. Before you know it, he's going to be on special teams, which is a bad idea. I think he's very valuable to what oh, the kind agree. of offense we run now. Yeah, I th- no, I think he he's a great player and he's been heavily underutilized in his time here. Um, Honestly, with the way our, our our run plays have gone and our line has gone, I think Gio is a better fit right now. There were a lot of plays where he's gotten the ball in space and made a lot of good positive yards. He, on that uh, Tyler Boyd throw, he got about 20 yards out of that play. He, I, I Watching that play, he probably could have got more if, if Burrow had been kind of paying attention and blocking the guy who tackled him. That was Garrett, and Garrett caught up to him super quick. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, to go back – that play, he had a great screen play in Philadelphia that got a whole bunch of yards. He had some other plays in Indy that uh, gained a lot of yards. Yeah, I agree. Uh, use him in pass plays to move the ball downfield as well as mixing him up in the run game, you know. Because I feel like – I think I said this before. Every time I feel like he comes in, I know he's going to – this is going to be a passing play because they don't run with him too often. Right. So I think that's part of our scheme issues and coaching problems – is that it all comes from the top. I think it's easy to point your fingers at Mike Brown. But Mike Brown has been doing things uh, that people have been complaining about for years. You know, Carson Palmer said he didn't bring any guys in. Well, they signed more free agents this year than they ever have. Uh, they got tired. Of, people got tired of Marvin. He was going to keep Marvin on, but the fans wanted him to cut him. So he brought in somebody new. So I don't think Mike Brown – uh, is the absolute finger-pointing problem this year. I think this year does fall on the coaches. Yeah, I, I think a lot of that has to do with Mike Brown losing um, or giving up more of his power to his kids. Yeah, the powers that be or whatever. Yeah. I mean, a couple of those years they had following the playoff years, I think they were just a couple pieces short of – this is just my personal opinion – a couple pieces short – playoff teams and then it just didn't fall into place and then it just all kind of fell apart eventually yeah i don't know just to me it just seems like like these are preventable problems things that they have going on very easily handled and easily managed but they somehow seem to screw it up like this dunlap thing should never have happened (laughs) it's kind of to from my history of the team kind of unprecedented i mean i only started watching once they hired marvin lewis so I don't think some of the older fans may know stuff back in the nineties and eighties or whatever, but yeah, the Dunlap thing completely preventable. I feel like how they're handling the benching of players and just like them finding out on like looking at the depth chart is stupid. Uh, Like if you're going to bench somebody, you know, just tell them in the meeting, like, Hey, we're going to go in this direction. Okay. Right. Like, like how the hell, like last week, they put Dunlap in third string. You mean to tell me that Marcus Hunt, who hasn't played on our team for like three years, is, <laughs> is better than Dunlap? Come on. 
Yeah, I, I thought they were going to just have Marcus Hunt play defensive tackle. Like, that's what he played um, for a while, you know. He looks so slow on the field. But he's – yeah, he's very slow on that defensive end spot. I think he's I think he's bulked up or put on wing because he looked bigger. He was very lean when he was here, but he's looked a lot bigger now. Yeah, I mean, and his skill set just makes more sense for a defensive tackle. He's not very yeah. fast, and he doesn't know how to use his hands. Other than punting, he's good at, like, deflecting tackle or deflecting passes and blocking kicks. All you got to do is put your hand up for that. Yeah, yeah, but, I mean, like – he doesn't hand battle very well, and he's not flexible. You know, he he doesn't bend very well, so he he should he should only be playing on the inside. Yeah, I agree. Weird weird shit like that is is the problem with this team. Yeah, and obviously we don't know, we don't see practice, we don't know what what's going through their heads. But it, you know, we've seen so many complaints from you know other fans and other you know people that know more than us that are saying like you know noticing these weird things that we're doing a couple trade rumors like john ross said he wants out there i mean i don't know who's gonna want him yeah um yeah i don't I don't see us getting much for him but well, uh, I think it would make sense to move on the whole thing with him is that he's like super fast and that he's shown he's got speed but i don't he's never really done anything in terms of like play other than running like a straight streak route you know he's at the curls here and there but he's not like a versatile route runner like well he was a pretty good red zone receiver for us that one year yeah (laughs) so i mean i mean i think somebody could do a better job than we have but who's gonna get you know they're you know they're gonna let him go at the end of the year they didn't resign or um pick up his fifth year option so it's like Who's gonna? It's like same with him and Willie Jackson. Like, who is gonna pick up these expiring contracts? It's not like basketball or baseball, where it's like, oh, we could really use this player here. Let's give up a whole bunch. Right. You know, I think I think we as fans kind of got spoiled by that Carson Palmer deal because that that deal never should have happened. They gave up so much to get him, and it didn't work. Not for them. I mean, I we we drafted I think Geo and. Drake Kirkpatrick, and they played. They played good for the years that they were here. <laughs> Drake Kirkpatrick. Yeah, it's fun watching him. He got him lit up in Cardinal. the last He got game. blown up. I think he may or may not have gotten benched in the fourth quarter in overtime, but you know. Well, he he's been injured, so that kind of makes sense why he played so horrible. But I mean, I've never been a fan, so. Yeah, you you your favorite thing is saying like, you know, they watch the play, quarterback drops back, and they throw it over. And you just see Dre flailing his arms around. And then be five yards behind the guy. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You rip on Dre Kirkpatrick. He was better than B.D. Webb. <laughs> he was better than Darius Phillips, too. That's true. Not this year, but yeah. when um, he was with us. I want to I say I saw him at – I went to a game, and I was in the like upper box suites, uh, like the really nice suites like the owners have, kind of, sort of. And uh, – Cause it was the week after he got hurt in Baltimore, and I'm like, wait, was his right knee that got hurt or his left knee? Because he was about the appropriate height. He had long dreadlocks and sunglasses on. He looked like a player, and I'm like, is this him? I can't tell or not. I didn't want to say anything because I was there was like two or three other people in there. Didn't want to be like, oh, sorry. <laughs> That's you my dumb story for the day. You should you should have tested his knee. <laughs> he was wearing a big old brace. <laughs> Uh yeah, no he's he would have kicked my ass. <laughs> I would have been creeped so bad. Me and my fifty-five-year-old dad would have gotten our asses kicked. 
Would have been a sight to see. Would it, no one would have seen it. We were in an elevator. <laughs> Get that elephant elevator footage cam. It would be, be like reverse Ray Rice. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, no, that would, that would be stupid to do that. But, yeah. I don't know. I like Dre. But, yeah, team management, been very poor. And it's, I think that's why they're one five and one because those games that they lost for the most part were very winnable oh yeah absolutely like we could be we could be competing with um with the Steelers in Baltimore right now I do not look forward to that Steelers game by the way (laughs) the uh power ranking number one team Steelers yeah I don't want to have to deal with that which is man they are a weird team they like ebb and flow so much like with you know how good they are from year to year it's it's yeah. crazy i don't know ben, ben big ben don't look that good he got i mean he was playing the titans i think were the first real good game that they played uh cleveland really just shit the bed when i went to pittsburgh and i haven't won in there since 2003 so i think cleveland is streaky as hell right now they are they just lost odo back jr um, but yeah, it's like looking at the Steelers and looking at who they've played so far. Um, it's like, okay, you play the terrible Giants. I don't think the Broncos are that good. Houston Texans are terrible. Philly's bad. Uh, Cleveland was your first, you know, really good team. And they, they did whip them. I'll give them that. And then they lost the close or they won a close one against Tennessee. But that was by, you know, a missed field goal. Had they hit that, maybe they... They didn't have. They did not have momentum on their side, so you never know what would happen if they hit that field goal. Uh, but I think their big test will be next week against Baltimore, which should be a good game. That should be, yeah. Is that? I mean, the AFC North is one of the best divisions right now. Second best, I would. Yes. I would say. I think it is. I think that NFC West looks really good out there. Oh yeah, uh, the NFC West is by far the best. But yeah, we're uh, holding we're, back. The, we're holding the, the back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we all. <laughs> Uh, that sucks. Uh, but looking forward to next week, speaking of next week, is Tennessee Titans. Um, Nick, what do you think they're going to have? What's going to happen versus Tennessee? We're going to lose. Yeah. Yeah, Tennessee's playing really strong, stronger than um, I think I expected them to play, especially uh, Tannehill. Mm-hmm. And I hate Ryan Tannehill. So this is very. This is making me very upset. Yeah, he's he's had a really good year. I cannot wait for this year to be over. <laughs> You, I mean, you, you can't deny it. He's, he's played really well this we year. We play all the teams I hate. The coronavirus, the election. <laughs> <laughs> Cannot wait for this this year to be over. But, yeah, no, uh, despite my gripes, Ryan Tannehill is playing very well. Yep, Tannehill's playing well. They've got some, you know, they, they, they have some threats in the passing game. And, obviously. A.J. Brown looks really good. Yeah, A.J. Brown looks good. Hey, um, there's going to be an A.J. Green and an A.J. Brown. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if I'm the first person who noticed that. Yeah, I, I always think it's weird whenever I see AJ Brown's name come up on the the highlight reels. Oh, I know that that that, that, that did not cross my mind until like right now. <laughs> and then obviously you got Derrick Henry, who's still playing. You know, not not as good as he he did last year, but he's still playing really well. Okay, well here, um, think still about very this. hard to tackle. All right, uh, he's a really good running back, and he's really hard to tackle. We don't do too well in run defense, and we can't tackle. So we're gonna get—he's gonna hit like two fifty this week. Yeah, he might have a season best day. Yeah, if he's, I, I hope he doesn't like stiff arm kill somebody like he did Josh Norman. 
Yeah. Um, what did he do? He put up like uh, 200 yards, I think, against Houston. Mm. And I'm, I'm pretty sure our defense is worse than Houston. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think Tannehill will probably have less than like 10 pass attempts all day. <laughs> They're going to like just run the ball so well they won't even need to throw. <laughs> so you're chalking this one up as a loss? Um, 100%. I, I don't see us having any chance here. I will agree. I also thought this was going to be a loss. Um, the one thing is they don't have a very um, dynamic pass rush, so I think we're going to put up a lot of yards um, passing again. Mm-hmm. I think we have a good shot of doing that. I think we have a good shot of putting up 21 points at the minimum. I think they can – you know what's really weird about – and this kind of goes back to coaching is that they really bad in the red zone, like, comparatively. Oh, yeah. Like, last year they were awful um, in the red zone. And this year they're really not not that much better. They've had a couple, I think, two red zone turnovers from Burrow. Um, Maybe a fourth down conversion that they missed. A couple missed field goals. It's like, how how do we get so bad at – scoring in the red zone yeah it's kind of it's kind of weird you know our offense can't score crap in the red zone but our defense gives up pretty much everything in the red zone just they let can't them stop walk anything in, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's not not a good combination no it's not how you win games you're you're not you're good at coaching if you're um giving up you know points in the red zone not scoring in the red zone how many red zone turnovers have we had this year i i know of the two yeah, the two Burrow. Dalton was actually really good in the red zone. He didn't turn the ball over too often in, in the red zone. Uh, Burrow picks. I think that's the first time all year I've, I've screwed up Dalton and um, Burrow. I almost did it in the last episode we recorded, but I caught myself. Uh, smart on you, making me look bad. Uh, I don't make you look bad, Eric. You can do that all on your own. Fair enough. All right, let's look at how they do in the red zone. And they are ranked 28th. Okay, great. Right, hey, that's better than I thought. Yeah. Uh, TD look at percentages. That last, look at the 50%. last three. Sort by the last three. Oh, my God. We've done better. Last three games. Is that last three games or last three years? Last three games. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess we've done better than yeah usual, but, you know. Yeah, we were we were 29th in uh, 2019, and now we're only 2020. Or in 2020, we're 28th, so we're moving up. Who's worse than us? Chicago, Denver, Giants, Jets. All oh my terrible goodness, teams. look at the Jets. 25%. Oh, my God. That's crazy. Uh, 25%. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to circle back on, probably going to cut that out. To circle back on, <laughs> this game against the Titans should be a should be a romper. I'm going to try to go to it. I'm going to see if I can, if I can get two tickets. Yeah, it'd be cool to go to. Uh, yeah, as I'm thinking, it's like the weather's not too bad right now. It'll probably be as bad as that Colts game we went to a couple years ago, and it was like a lot colder than it probably should have been. I'm hoping it's not that bad. 
I'm hoping it's not even. That was frigidly it's a, cold. It's supposed to be sunny this weekend, at least. Well, that's nice. At least we should get some nice weather. Yeah. Well, it's going to rain the rest of the week, but yeah, hopefully sunny this weekend. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> ah, all right. Do you have anything else you want to talk to for this episode? I don't think so. I don't think so. There's uh, not much hope in this season. That's all I got to say. Nope. All right. Well, thank you very much for listening. You guys have a good rest of your day.